processed foods, to, to put it real simply, um, have the higher amount of calories because of all the processing and the stuff that goes in them, but the least amount of nutrients, which is exactly what you don't want your food. You want to focus on the foods that have higher nutrients and lower calories, more bang for your buck. So that's, I mean, that in the most simplified way I can put it, that's, that's, that's really the key is focusing on real natural foods that come from the ground to earth that have the most amount of nutrients um, and fewer calories rather than the most amount of processing and calories in the fewest amount of nutrients. All the processing actually strips out the nutrients that your body needs. So um, yeah, so it's so it, it's so much better to have, you know, beans or sweet potatoes, yams, those type of foods rather than processed potato chips or, or crackers, pretzels, cookies, those type of things that are that are processed. So carbs on a package, the number, you know, on the package is is a totally different. The two different types of, you know, the quality of carbs, I guess, are totally different. I mean, whether they come from real whole foods or they're coming from, you know, processed things from man-made from a, from a manufacturing plant. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Eat Real to Heal podcast. I am your host, Nicolette Richet, and today we have the wonderful Chad Tackett on our show, who is going to tackle all the things that you need to know about healthy weight loss. Now, you know me. I am 100% all about body positivity. I love all the different shapes of bodies out there big breasts, little breasts, flat chests. I love big butts. I love round butts. I love inverted butts like my husband's. Like I love them all. Um, I am somebody who for sure as a teenager and in my 20s, I, you know, really struggled with loving my body. But now I can honestly say I love every inch of my body. It is beautiful. It is gorgeous. I go through periods where I'm sitting on my butt way more than I need to. And I don't feel good in my body because I'm not moving it. And often I'm not eating as well as I really need to be just to maintain health, let alone reverse a disease. And if you know me, you know me, I'm always eating 100% organic, plant-based, whole foods, um, really about 95% of the time. But there are times when I know that I've packed on the weight and I know I need to lose it, not because of my body shape or my body image, but because I know internally that the excess weight is putting extra pressure on my heart, on my arteries, on my veins. It is extra weight that I do not need. And we know that the studies show direct correlation with having excess weight that our body doesn't need and chronic disease. So I am very in tune to my body. The minute I pack on an extra 10, 15 pounds, I start to get the signs of stiff joints. I start to feel more tired. I don't have the energy that I had before. I stop sleeping as well. Absolutely all of the symptoms that we do not need to have if we want to be able to live to be 100 years old. Now, my husband's grandmother, Georgette Richet, she just passed away at 97 years old yesterday in her sleep. She was sitting down watching television and she just closed her eyes and went to sleep. No chronic disease, no medications, no pills, no painkillers, 
absolutely nothing. Now, isn't that that isn't that the way that we all want to go to live your life and raise your children and and be so close to your grandchildren like she was to my husband and then to pass peacefully, literally with a smile on your face. Yeah, that's the way that I want to go. But in this world of body positivity, where we are saying love everybody, we are saying yes, love everybody, no matter what shape or size they are, no matter what conditions they have, no matter what mental health state that they're in, no matter what belief system that they have, we are saying love everybody. But okay, now this is, and I don't want to say with a big butt, no pun intended there, but we need to be healthy at the same time. If you find a way to be 350 pounds and still be healthy, then I am all for that. If you find a way to be a size 25 or 16 or 12 or six or two, and you are healthy, then be healthy and have the body that you have. And I'm going to love it. And you are going to love it. And we are all going to celebrate you. But if you have a body where you are suffering from skinny fat syndrome, so that's where you have fatty liver disease and fatty organ disease, and that is contributing to your mental health, not being well, it's contributing to your um, different chronic conditions, different autoimmune disorders, your inability to get pregnant, your inability to sleep well, and your inability to move your body and you're out of breath all the time and it's impacting your lungs and your kidneys then this is not okay. We need to work together so that we have access to the right information and the right lifestyles so that we can live this really incredible, beautiful life that we've been given to the fullest, full of energy, full of health. And in turn, we're able to be living a life where we are receiving of so much love and giving of so much love because we have nothing impeding that beautiful exchange of energy. So, Chad Tackett, Chad Tackett is on our show today to talk about healthy, safe, sustainable, long-term weight loss. And you'll see that he and I have a lot of similar views when it comes to body positivity, when it comes to um, healing the body through losing weight. Now, of course, we don't want to just lose weight just so we have this super slim, awesome body that we can showcase everywhere on social media. That is not why we want to lose weight. We want to lose weight so we can be healthy. And Chad is 100% behind that. So after earning his degree in exercise science and nutrition, Chad started the world's very first weight loss program in 1995. So he has been doing this a while. And what I love about this is that he's been around the block. He has seen it all. And so somebody who's been in the industry for that long versus some of these guys and people that are coming out, like saying, you know, you can lose weight in six weeks or two months and blah, 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 blah. And then you read the studies and you see that really 99% of people who do these fad diets and fad cleanses, they gain all their weight back and more within the first one to three years. So that is not the kind of weight loss we are talking about. We're talking about getting back to the way that your body is naturally designed to be from the way your DNA is there to create you, form you, build you, all of that. 
but without the extra impediments that our society, our food industry, the pharmaceutical industry has put on you, which then morphs your body into not being the body of your DNA, but being the body of our society. And we have a society that is currently sick. 60 percent of people out there, 58 actually, percent of people out there are battling a chronic degenerative disease. 75% of North Americans are obese. And with the obesity, they are also battling all of these chronic diseases like diabetes and heart disease, autoimmune disorders, infertility, mental health conditions that do not need to be there either. These conditions are reversible and highly, highly preventable. So Chad has seen it all. So he's worked with more than 10,000 clients online across the world and has helped them get to their ideal weight and help them to sustain it, which has also improved their health and, of course, transformed their lives. Chad has been featured in hundreds of magazines, articles, books, radio shows, podcasts, and television shows as a weight loss expert, including the Ask Dr. Nandy show, which has been seen in 95 million homes in 80 countries. So Chad works with a small and select group of very committed clients to develop a custom tailored weight loss plan for each person. And then he provides ongoing expert guidance, personal support, daily motivation, and accountability through personal coaching online, email, phone, and text messages. So if you can get on Chad's wait list to be one of his clients, you are going to be in good hands because I am behind what Chad is talking about. So without further ado, let's jump into the podcast. And before we do that, a quick note from our sponsor. So as you know, we have never had sponsors on this show because we have seven different businesses and all of our businesses work together to bring you beautiful health through food as medicine, through moving your body, through the right mindset. So I just want to let you know about an upcoming program that we have. We launched it this summer. It was a huge success. It's our six-week decolonizing your plate challenge. So in the six-week program, you get access to my Eat Real to Heal book, our Eat Real to Heal online course, plus you get a six-week course all about decolonizing your lifestyle, starting with your plate. And so you can learn all about what that means, what colonization has done to you, has done to me, has done to every individual on this planet, and what it has done in disproportionate rates to Black, Indigenous, people of color in our world. But it's important to know, reconciliation is not just about you know, remembering the past. It's not just about saying, I'm sorry. It's about the actions that you take. It's about the awareness and knowledge that you gain today and the actions that follow from that so that you start healing yourself, your relationship to others. You start working with other individuals in your community, in your home. Maybe for now, you're just working with yourself reconciliation is about really taking action to help heal all of the areas that colonization has come and done. So it's about healing the relationships with people, with the planet, with the soil, with our policies, with our economy, with our social systems and more. So you're going to learn all about this core 
all about these topics in decolonizing your plate. And it's okay if you have never heard this term before. I know many people who do not know what colonization is. They don't know what decolonizing anything means. And that's okay because we jump into this very slowly so that you actually understand it. And with that, there becomes healing. Healing for you healing for your family, healing for the greater community, and healing, of course, most importantly, for all the people that have been repressed, oppressed, suppressed as a result of colonization over the last 500 years. So get on the wait list. The link is below in the show notes. And as promised, here is Chad Tackett. See you at the end of the show, everyone. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Eat Real to Heal podcast. I'm so excited to have Chad Tackett on our show. Welcome, Chad. Yeah, thank you. It's good to be here. Really good to have you here. So, Chad, as we were discussing about in the pre-show interview, I was talking about uh, the fact that our company, because we work in the world of reversing chronic disease, if we end up talking about weight loss, then all of a sudden we get all these individuals that'll email us and be like, you're fat shaming. What the hell? Mm-hmm. And, um, and then we often have to write, you know, a five paragraph email explaining the relationship between obesity, uh, being overweight, chronic disease, and the health effects that um, come with that. And, you know, we're in the business of reversing chronic disease, but you're in the business of weight loss. Yeah. Tell me about yeah. that and how you got into this. Yeah, well, I, um, I have a degree in exercise science and nutrition from Oregon State University. When I started going to college, I had the idea of being, you know, pre-med, I want to be a doctor. And then I realized, well, most doctors are either, you know, using surgery or prescribing pills. And, and I just want to be on the other side of that of just like prevention. I just want to show people like the right, the right ways to eat and the right ways to live to actually prevent those, you know, type of things. So I uh, changed my major to um, exercise science and nutrition and went, uh, got that degree and became a personal trainer right out of college and started a personal training business. And shortly after a client of mine told me about this crazy thing called the internet, which I had never even heard of. Most people didn't even have an email back then. This was 94. And so I started dreaming up, I like literally couldn't sleep. I started dreaming up ways of like, how do I take what I'm teaching people in my, you know, one-on-one practice to something that can help people all over the world. And so that's what I've been really been doing ever since 28 years now. Wow. That's a long time to be doing that. And I remember I was in Mississippi going to university playing tennis. Um, and I remember the internet when we finally just got an email and we were able to communicate and we were all like playing with it. Like it was this surreal (laughs) thing. So I do remember that year clearly. Um, okay. So that's very cool. And then when you started doing, so one of the things you just mentioned, which I just want to tap into, because I just wrote, um, a blog post on this. Um, you mentioned the right way to eat and the right way to live. And I'm really curious about that because we have a whole school of thought think that, like, that thinks that people need individualized, you know, living programs, nutrition programs. And when you said the right way to eat, can you explain that a little bit more? Yeah, I think so. People are, you know, when people really want to lose weight or are desperate to lose weight, they're so focused on restricting calories and limiting carbs and all those type of things. And I'm like, uh, trying to help people understand that it's not about low carbs, limiting carbs, but rather focusing on the right type of carbs and then fo- and then combine the right foods with them. Um, so when I say the right w- ways to eat, I really just mean let's stop with all the restriction and and um, 
you know, deprivation and really just focus on foods that come from the ground to the earth and then combining the right things together, listening to your body until it's comfortably full rather than counting cal calories, grams and, and you know, points and all these things that are so time consuming and, and restrictive. And let's just get back to, to combining the right things together in a way that's uh, strategic um, and, and healthy and strikes a balance. Because a lot of, I think there's a big difference between eating healthy and eating healthy foods strategically to lose weight. And that's really what I just try to show people. So you instantly literally just became one of my favorite people on the planet <laughs> just oh, from nice. this last segment <laughs> that you just... Um, and it's because um, it's interesting, like how complicated humans make things. And I just got invited into to beta test somebody else's program. Um, and it's and, and I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Like it was layers and layers and layers upon layers of Excel spreadsheets to like literally count calories, to count nutrients, to fat, count fat quantity, to count like literally to try and break down and that, you know, if you monitor all of this in yourself for six months and then you're going to be, and I'm like, I, I, I actually am setting up a meeting with this company to be like, please do not do this because you are going to take people in such the wrong direction. And it's great if you're an engineering mind and if you're somebody who loves data and you want to do all of that to do that, but, but in, in the real world, like anybody who's struggling to lose weight or struggling to reverse a chronic disease, most people don't have the brain capacity, the mental capacity to deal with any kind of program like that when the answer really is so simple. I see it in, in my practice that we just get people eating real food, they reverse their chronic diseases. You know, um, you get people eating real food and all of a sudden the weight they've been struggling to use forever just falls off. And so why are we making it so complicated? So yeah. you've been in the industry for a long time and you've seen a lot of bad trends and fad diets and like all of the, the everything come and go. And can you think of one dietary trend over the last, you know, 28 years? Is it 28 years? <laughs> yeah. That has like just shook you to the core or like just infuriated you or you know what have you seen out there that is just driven you crazy gosh I don't even know where to start with that there's so many but <laughs> but one of the first things that came to mind is like all the different type of low carb foods like the low carb bars and low carb shakes and all the, all these things are like okay you're, so you're taking this and the, all these processed things and putting them together that your body doesn't even know how to metabolize and you're calling that healthy or good for weight loss because it has low cal low carbs or whatever it's like it doesn't even make sense to me um it it's like so the processing is just it, it it's uh, out of control really with all the different products and services so it's so um, really frustrating, like going to the grocery store and just seeing rows and rows of all the different low carb bars and shakes and now low carb pasta and low carb bread and low carb, all these things. It's like, well, what about just real food that's, uh, you know, that's natural and not processed. And that's really what I just try to show people that it, if it comes from the earth, this is from the ground or a tree, let's focus on that. And a lot of times people will come to me and say, okay, well, there's this new chickpea pasta or whatever. Is that okay? I'm like, well, it's probably better than you know, refined white flour pasta, but it's still very processed. So why don't we just get back to real chickpeas um, and learn how to, to eat those and combine the right foods with them. So um, yeah, that, I think that's one of the things that just is, is pretty infuriating because people are so desperate for a solution and they think, 
because a bar or whatever says a low carb bar that it's good for them. And it's really basically a Snickers bar with a little bit of protein powder and a lot of, um, a lot of, uh, really processed ingredients that, uh, again, your body doesn't even know how to metabolize. So yeah. it's, it's frustrating. Yeah, no, I like that. The one for me that was the, um, the low carb got, Oh, that just, it, it, it hurt so much when I saw that whole, you know, trend come out. And it's not the first time, like it came out during the Atkins days, mm. you know, Atkins diet days as well, but the harm that it causes people is it's, it's tremendous. It's huge because right now we have all of these humans that are depleted in the proper sugars that they need for their brain health, that they need for the mitochondrial health, that they need for their Krebs cycle. And now we're telling people to not eat carbohydrates. And, and so people are staying away. And then of course, moving to the processed foods and it, and it's, and I think it's one of the reasons why mental health is our mental health as a society is struggling so much because we're moving away from those natural carbohydrates that our body needs in abundance. Like our brain is desperate for Absolutely. it. Yeah. So no, I agree with you on that. Okay. What about the whole sugar thing? Let's talk about that because, and I wanted to, I know what I am going to come back and ask you a question about all the um, carbohydrate rich food or sorry, all the um, carbohydrates, like free foods. And so let's talk about the sugar. So when, you know, clients come to you and they're like, oh, I'm staying away from sugar. I'm not going to eat sugar. Like how, what's the conversation that you have around uh, with people on that? Yeah, I guess I would say if, you know, if that means decreasing um, Pepsi and jelly beans, then yeah, I think you're on the right track. But if you're talking about not eating fruit anymore, then I don't think that's the right track because there's a lot of good vitamins and minerals. There's fiber. There's all sorts of things that support healthy weight loss and healthy brain function and all the things that you need to, to live a long, healthy life that you shouldn't restrict. Um, yeah. So a lot of times people are so, I mean, I even hear people say, well, I can't have carrots anymore because they have, you know, the higher in sugar or whatever. It's like, that, that doesn't even make sense. Like, where, how do you buy into that and believe that nonsense? So I'm, when it's empty calories with just processed sugars, you know, candy and those type of things, then yes, that certainly limit that. But there's a lot of really good natural foods that come from the ground or a tree that have natural sugars that are totally fine. Yeah. And, and why do you think our society has bought into this, like no sugar craze and low carb craze and like, you know, you've seen the trends, you've seen things politically, you've seen things economically, but like, what are your, what are your thoughts on this? Cause you, I mean, you went to school, you studied this. We know yeah. the science is out there. It's published in medical literatures, but you know, so why do you think that's happened? Well, I think food manufacturers and marketers are really savvy when they when they can see a way or a trend to exploit that and then develop a product that um, promotes that such as low sugar you know syrup or low sugar you know whatever it is mm -hmm. um yeah I, th I think that's really where it's it's come is is all the big companies and the marketers and stuff that see different uh trends and ways to promote various different products that that then becomes a, a, a real trend and in, in more and more products sell. Yeah, it's one thing I really appreciated about what you shared with me earlier is that, you know, you had other companies and you like, you had a high protein ice cream and then, but you sold those because you, the one piece that you said there, which was really beautiful and which I really admire is that you're like, but that's not getting people the results that they need. Like yeah. the people need, you know, the information, they need the accountability and they need like a system that they can follow to get their results. And it's never going to come from this one product that's marketed on a shelf. 
at all. So I just really appreciated your, um, yeah, you're just, you're, uh, you just being candid and your humility around that. Um, So let's talk about, oh, the one question I do want to ask, and again, um, uh, just for our audience who's listening. So share with them what is wrong with eating those low carb foods like I just want you to spell that those low carb packaged foods versus eating the potato and the carrots and the squash really spell it out for our audience because they need to hear this yeah well processed foods to to put it real simply um, have the higher amount of calories because of all the processing and the stuff that goes in them but the least amount of nutrients which is exactly what you don't want your food you want to focus on the foods that have higher nutrients and lower calories more bang for your buck so that's I mean that in the most simplified way I can put it that's 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 really the key is focusing on real natural foods that come from the ground to earth that have the most amount of nutrients um, and fewer calories rather than the most amount of processing and calories in the fewest amount of nutrients all the processing actually strips out the nutrients that your body needs so um, yeah so it's so it it's so much better to have you know beans or sweet potatoes yams those type of foods rather than processed potato chips or, or crackers, pretzels, cookies, those type of things that are, that are processed. So carbs on a package, the number, you know, on the package is, is a totally different, the two different types of, you know, the quality of carbs, I guess, are totally different, whether they come from real whole foods, or they're coming from, you know, processed things from man-made from a, from a manufacturing plant. Yeah, no, I, um, no, I love that. I often teach clients that um, if it has to have a label on there that is spelling out the ingredients yeah. and spelling out how many carbs or protein or fat or, you know, potassium or anything like that, then chances are probably shouldn't go in your body. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And, the, and if it comes in a package, it probably shouldn't go in. The only package it should come in is like the natural skin of the sweet potato or the apple or the orange or anything. So it's 100%. the nature's yeah, packaged it up for us very, very well. So let's talk about how everybody's got a different weight loss program. Like we know people can do keto and lose weight, right? We know people can do a vegan keto and lose weight. We know people can do paleo and lose weight. So there's all of these different weight loss programs out there. And then there's yours and you are not the norm right now. I am not Mm -hmm. the norm right now because I'm teaching Mm -hmm. people to eat carbohydrates and you're teaching people to do the same thing. So um, how does your program work then? How yeah, can we have these two different systems? People are losing weight. Wiser is different and wiser is better. Yeah. Well, I really just, first of all, I want to take like what I believe is the right information and then put it into a step-by-step simple system that people can really follow and then take that system and make sure that it's um, adapted specifically to each person to really set them up for success so that it's simple, convenient, and easy to follow. So it's sustainable for the rest of their life. Um, and then, so now you have this. Okay, whoa, 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 whoa. So you said sustainable for the rest of your life. So it's not a program that you necessarily start and then six weeks later stop or three months later stop. Like you're actually setting people up for the rest of their life. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. And okay. a lot of people, that's one of the first first questions is people are like, well, well, how long do I have to be on this program? I'm like, well, yeah. the program is the rest of your life and I'm going to show you how to do it in awesome. a way that you actually look forward to and enjoy. Um, that's amazing. So I, yeah. I love that. It's number one question we get asked all the time. How long am I supposed to do this for? And I'm like, well, as long as you want to be disease free. 
(laughs) (laughs) So I think that's, you plan on living to a hundred, then let's just say you're going to do it to a hundred. So I love this. Okay. So this is huge. And this is so important. And again, two ticks for you. You're my favorite person of all time. So, okay. This is beautiful. So explain how, how you work with a client then. Yeah. So um, it's really based on, on strategy, a lot of, a lot of strategy, a lot of, well, first I I would say that the two main reasons why diets do not work or most 98% of weight loss attempts fail is one, they're way too complicated and restrictive time consuming. They're just not setting people up for success. Not many people can stick with that for long. It's not people's willpower. That's the problem It's because they haven't set themselves up for success. Uh, They're not enjoying themselves and can stick with it for the rest of life. But the second reason is a lot of things people are doing are actually ruining the one thing that helps promote healthy weight loss, which is your metabolism. So all this restriction and reducing carbs and all these things is actually teaching your body to hold on to fat and fear of starvation rather than help condition it to burn fat, even while you're sleeping. I mean, the definition of metabolism is your body's ability to burn fat at rest. So why not do things that train your body to work for you around the clock, even while you're sleeping, even while you're eating, relaxing, all those things. So what I, the foundation, I guess, of the nutrition program um, in a very basic way is combining the right foods at the right times and in the right amounts. And so when I say the right foods, it's just basically the right type of carbs. Those are natural and not processed. And then combine with a protein and then a healthy fat at each and every meal. Mm-hmm. And so um, we encourage people to focus more on simple and starchy carbs early in the day. Simple carbs being more fruits, starchy carbs being more like beans and potatoes, quinoa, and those type of foods um, to really fuel your body up with energy. And then later in the day, as the day progresses, then transition more to fibrous carbs vegetables, green leafy vegetables, but at every single snack and meal have a protein healthy fat to help mitigate any adverse effect that it might have in your blood sugar. And, you know, each of those things have their role in nutrition too. Mm -hmm. So you combine the three main things in nutrition, all working together synergistically, and then just trying to make it real simple for those people in a way that they really enjoy. So it's, it's all there, you know, we find out, okay, here's, a list of the simple, uh, simple carbs, the fruits, the starchy carbs, the fibrous carbs. Let's select some of your favorites to create your grocery list and then same with proteins and healthy fats. So people are still eating all their favorite foods. They're just doing it more strategically in a way that really works together synergistically. Um, and then go ahead. No, no, no. You go finish that thought. Yeah. Okay. And then the last thing, as far as how much to eat, you know, I said, combine the right foods at the right times and then the right amounts. I really just teach people a, a two-step system of, of dishing up based on the fist palm thumb rule where your, your carbs, the total amount of carbs is about the size of your fist. So whether that's um, a sweet potato or an apple or whatever the, the carb source is that you choose, that's the, um, it's about the size of your fist. Um, so one cup of brown rice or a sweet potato or something like that. Protein about the size of your palm. So a small chicken breast or um uh, half a cup of Greek yogurt or cottage cheese, and then healthy fat about the size of your thumb. So a tablespoon of crushed nuts or olive oil or um, avocado slices, stuff like that. So now we have the right amount dished up in your plate. Now let's listen to your body and it, let it serve as your guide of how much to eat, when to stop eating. Um, because all the different calculations and, and measuring your foods and weighing them, all that, not only is it way too time consuming and tedious, but it doesn't really teach you, 
your body knows far better than any calculation of how much you should eat and when you should eat. Yeah. So really trust your body and just leave, eat slowly and mindfully and stop eating when comfortably full. And when you're combining the right foods together at the right times, and then especially in the right amounts, it's like, it just naturally works because you're listening to your body for signs of hunger and fullness and, mm -hmm. and satiety. So that's really the ba basics of what I teach in the, in the nutrition program. And then a variety of different strategies for really setting people up for success to, to follow that. Yeah, I love this because um, it it's, feels very similar to what we're teaching our clients as well in to reverse their chronic diseases. And, you know, a lot of them have very advanced chronic diseases and we don't give you like, even though we have a recipe book you can follow where like we teach them how to eat intuitively and mindfully where you can go to the grocery store, you can buy what's in season. Um, you can go to the farmer's market and you can pick up what's available and you don't need, it doesn't need to be, you know, go get seven leaves of this and you know four cups of this mm -hmm. and like you know and then all of a sudden if you're not really hungry that particular day you're gonna have all these leftovers but now you have to create a new recipe the next day otherwise your whole entire like week is shot yeah. um you're gonna have too much food or not enough food or whatever and so um yes this is beautiful there's another piece there so there's the intuitive eating part which i love because we need to we need to uh harness our own innate knowledge when it comes to this. We can't just be these robots who are given prescriptions to follow because that never works. And we need to arrive at that place where it's like, okay, let's do it. People did for millions of years. They pretty yeah. much ate intuitively. Yeah. So I love that part. The other part that I really want to highlight that you mentioned that's really important is the protein, carbs, and fats. These are the three major building block of every living Thing on the planet, protein, carbs, and fat. And we have all of these people that are trying to manipulate nature to being like, let's get rid of the, the this, or let's get mm -hmm. rid of that, or let's make it no fat, which is also one of the reasons why mm -hmm. I have this epidemic of obesity. It's because we went through like what a couple decades of like the no <laughs> fat craze, which was mm -hmm. also the no nutrient craze. Now we're in the no carb craze, which is the no nutrient crave. Mm -hmm. And then we were in the high protein crave craze, which was also not beneficial to our health as well. And so we keep going through this as opposed to come on people like learn the basic biology yeah every yeah. food on the planet is made up of protein carbs and fats yep right 100 so i just want to highlight i love that you brought that up and then the third part that i really want to touch on which i really love which i actually think is maybe maybe one of the cha most challenging parts of your job your career is getting people to feel because I personally feel we have now created a society that is so dependent on having somebody else tell them what to do that they've lost their ability to feel. And, you know, to feel, what does it feel like to be full? What does it feel like to um, be impatient? Like you want to stuff yourself more, but just wait that extra 15 minutes and then see. So we, I don't know. So how, how does that go with you with your clients? And I'm curious, you know, um, if you find that to be a challenge, like a challenging part. It's yeah, it really is. And even though they've heard it from me a dozen times to like listen to your body to serve as your guide of how much to eat and when to eat, I, I still like just this morning, I got a text message for um, from someone saying, how much watermelon can I eat? And I was just like, well, until you're comfortably full with a protein and healthy fat, because that the watermelon serving in is your carb. And, and they're like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, that's literally the anytime you ask, ask me that for any type of food, that's going to be the answer. Like, mm -hmm. just listen to your body. Um, and, and sometimes that's different for 
you know, different days, depending on how active you are, how much you slept or, you know, all, all the different things that determine how much you might need to eat. It's not going to always be a cup of spinach and a cup, you know, this or whatever is because some days you're a lot more active than others. Some days you're more stressed than others. It all just depends on uh, how you're currently feeling. If you are just put your trust in your own self to just really eat slowly and mindfully and listen to your body, um, it, it just always works. And I think that's a really tough to answer your question. This is the challenge that's really hard for people is they've been taught their entire lives to finish everything on their plate. So, you know, their parents, you know, dish up this huge amount of plate and they, and they can't, you know, leave the table until they all finish. So that's what they've been learning in their entire life. So what I'm really trying to help people break out of is, you know, you might be three fourths of the way through your meal. And if you start to feel comfortably full and satisfied uh, and energized, then that's when you just push away and save the rest for later, give it to your dog or whatever. Um, but when you listen to your body and stop eating when comfortably full, it just, it just always works. Yeah, no, that's beautiful. Um, that also brings up another point too, is that, so here I am because in working with, you know, thousands of clients around the world and I see this all the time, it's a very similar pattern. So one, we're trying to teach them to be intuitive with their eating. But then on the other hand, people are like, well, I'm craving this. So it must mean. And so I'm sure you run into all of that as well, because I have so many clients that are like, well, I'm craving salt. So I need to add salt to my food. But there's so many different types of salt. And for my clients, there's no added sodium at all in their meal in their meals, because we have to restore the cellular metabolism, the cellular walls, and we're not able to do that when people are in a high sodium, low potassium lifestyle, which is generally what our standard American diet has been. All that processed food is smothered in sodium. So they're saying, well, I'm craving salt. So I need the salt. So that I want to add the salt and they really, and I say, just trust for the first three weeks, you will not crave salt again, because you will get it all from your naturally from your foods. So I'm just curious about that. Like, how do you, how do you communicate with your clients when they're like, well, I'm craving this. So I need to have it. Yeah, I actually, the, the comment I hear more often is I'm not craving this anymore. I used to crave mm. the salt or the sweet so often, but now that I'm eating the way that you've taught me, I no longer create, no longer have the sugar cravings or the salty cravings. And it's not that they're eating, uh, you know, more sugar, getting that satisfaction, you know, satisfaction from a healthier version of a cookie, for example, they're just now they're because they're combining the right type of carb with a protein and healthy fat, it's taking care of those cravings for them, because they're getting all the nutrients to, you know, tell your brain that, oh, I am, I don't need this, I'm not craving this, you know, particular thing anymore, it all balances out because each of those three main building blocks, like you said, the carbs, protein, and healthy fat are working together. Yeah. And that comes back to the mental health. Like when your brain is constantly looking for sugar, which is the natural sugars that are, you know, found in carbohydrates, when your brain is looking for that and it's not getting it, then it will look at a cookie or it will look at a donut. It will look at white sugar and dumping extra tablespoons into your tea or coffee. Um, and, but that's the thing that we find too, like once we, people make the lifestyle change, it's amazing how fast that all the cravings dissipate. Yeah. And, but it's their one biggest fear that they're like, yeah. no, but my body craves salt, my body craves sugar. I'm going to have it. How am I going to get over that? And, yeah. and, and it's just a matter of just, you know, trust this process that when you do switch to real foods, that it's amazing. Those cravings melt away. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that you brought that up. That's awesome. So, okay. You're a dad, two boys, two boys. Yep. Yeah. Both moving off to university, switching yeah. universities. Yeah. We talked about that in the beginning. So you're a dad. 
how did you do it with your kids growing up? Yeah. How I did think, you feed them? I think uh, the biggest thing, I guess what I've learned is to just lead by example and, and just show them um, just really walk the walk and not talk about too much because the more um, I found this in just general anything in life, the more you tell your kids not to do something, the more they, they want to rebel against it or whatever. So I'm not, I'm, I really didn't try to, as they grew up to say, you know, you shouldn't have, you know, this ice cream or these processed foods, or you need to combine a protein with healthy fat. They would inquire a lot about it because they see me combining specific things together, but I wouldn't uh, go out of my way to really say, don't do this and do this, but rather just live it. And then I get feedback from them all the time, like when they go to a birthday party or say at a friend's house or whatever, saying, um, man, it is amazing how the people, they don't even think about combining protein with healthy fat or, or any of those things. And it's not like I specifically taught them that they've just lived that yeah. all their life. And so, um, so I think that's the biggest thing is, is not, um, not forcing them to rebel against what, how I live, but rather just living, just living the way that I teach. Yeah, I think um, I made a bit of a mistake on that side, and especially because I'm in the world of chronic disease reversal. So I see some of the worst cases, like 30 year olds with like uh, like advanced stage ulcerative colitis that are in the hospital going in for like bowel resection, you know, and um, you know nine year olds with cancer. I see like I see it all, and so for me, I'm like, but that's not real food. Your body needs nutrients, and so I know I've definitely. And they've also come to so many workshops with me that they can actually teach what I teach mm. now. But, um, and then of course I went even a step further. And so, you know, I talk about this on podcasts, my mom would come over and she loves baking with the kids. So she just goes out and she doesn't know how to use, you know, like she does now because it's she's finally, we've finally converted her, but, you know, to blend the oats into a flour and use that because then all the nutrients are in there versus going out and buying a refined processed flour and then baking. And so, you know, my mom often would bring home flour and my kids will go out and buy flour because it's easier to bake with. And because they just, you know, don't want to do the extra work of like, you know, following the recipes. I'm like, what about this? And it tastes different. And it takes a while to perfect the chemistry of, of, of baking with whole foods versus baking with refined foods. Yeah. So I just wrote crack cocaine on the top of the <laughs> jar that had the white flour. But what was interesting <laughs> is that I just wrote it on there and I didn't say anything. Um, and, and then their friends would come over to bake and they're like, why does it say crack cocaine on there? And then my kids would, you know, they heard in workshops that I'm like this refined processed flours and sugars and all of these refining, they, they are as addictive as crack cocaine. Oh. Like you cannot, your brain, you're an animal. And the minute there's sugar available, the minute there's high fat available, the minute there's like tons of protein available, your body just wants to devour it if it's deprived of nutrients. Cause yeah. it doesn't know when it's going to get it again. So then I'd hear the kids, like my girls talk to their friends and explain it to them. And so then I was like, okay, it's working. But anyway, I'm not <laughs> suggesting parents do that, but it's been a pretty funny thing in our house. Um, yeah. um, so with your boys, so even when they were teenagers and out there making their own money, like would they go out and buy refined processed, you know, foods where they out there going through the drive-thrus with their friends or like, you know, or tell me a little bit about that. Cause I need to feel a little bit better about myself right now. <laughs> yeah, they actually, you know, I, I, I would be lying if they said they, they didn't, you know, ever go out for fast food or anything because they have, you know, the friends that that's how they eat, whatever, but they'll, 
um, often when they go out to, to fast food, they'll choose like a grilled chicken breast with, you know, on a salad or, you know, rather than a mm. cheeseburger or Big Mac or whatever, they're just, so they're still going to a lot of the same places that their friends might go, but they're just making healthier, wiser choices, Amazing. which, uh, which always makes dad proud. And also it speaks to something that I think is really, really important. And that's that there's right now an epidemic of children that have never tasted a whole food before. Mm. So they don't like the textures. They don't like the flavors. Um, it's foreign to them. I know at our wellness center, we have clients that would fly in from all over and I give them potatoes and leeks and pepper, green peppers, or red peppers to cut. And they've never actually held a whole food. Wow. And I know I read, I did a ton of reading on the fact that um, to be able to assimilate anything and enjoy anything, your brain has to understand the textures and the flavors and the taste and all of that. So if kids have been born on processed refined baby food, and then they move into toddler food that's processed and refined, and then they're moving into things like TV dinners and they've never had that experience. So the ability of your boys to go out and make those decisions where they can actually like they'll choose a salad and they're okay with that crunch and that texture and the, you know, the flavors, it, it's quite a profound statement because it does show that you did give them that experience, which is huge. Yeah. Yeah. And, and one of my uh, kids just recently told me, you know, I, a cheeseburger would taste really good for McDonald's, but I, I never enjoy the way I feel after it's like, I feel terrible after. So it's like five minutes of enjoyment rather than 24 hours of feeling good. Um, and which made me so proud. It was so incredible to see, to, to hear that, um, basically, you know, nothing tastes as good as being healthy feels. Yeah, exactly. We actually yeah. have that saying on our window of our restaurants. Oh, that's awesome. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, I love that statement and it's true that to be able to give your kids that ability to differentiate between feeling good and not feeling good as it relates to food is huge. And that's another thing that only comes if that child has been given the opportunity to eat healthy foods and to know what that feels like um, versus somebody who's just grown up on refined processed food. Unfortunately, they don't even even realize that the state of their wellness is directly linked to their food. Yeah. Yeah, they think 100%. it's something else. So I think that's another beautiful thing that you get when you have kids and really important for parents out there. If you're listening to this now, like it's never too late. Um, I have, you know, we have people who've come to our restaurant that have never eaten a salad before in their life. Huh. I know it's crazy. Um, yeah. It's wild. And they've never eaten a salad before in their life. And then they'll come in and they'll drink one of our green juices, vegetable juices. They'll have one of our meals, um, which are all plant-based whole food. And then they leave and come back like a couple hours later. And they'll say, why is my body vibrating? I can feel my body vibrating all over. And I'm just like, have you ever eaten vegetables before? No. And I'm like, that's what they do to you. Yeah. And so, yeah, give your children that opportunity, please, parents, to just taste real good food. Okay. One of the things that I found um, in when I was doing some research on you is just, you know, the secret to fixing your metabolism for good. So, so what is this secret? Or can <laughs> well, you not a, yeah, spell yeah, it out here? Yeah. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's a variety of strategies. I mean, one is you, like I said, combine the right foods at the right times, the right amounts. So those three building block nutrients are working together synergistically. So that certainly supports a healthy metabolism, but there's also other things such as resistance training that fuel, that gives your body muscle. The more muscle you have and the better condition it is, 
the more calories it can burn 24 hours a day. So a lot of times, you know, one of the mistakes that I see people who start a program or whatever are so used to like just pounding away on the treadmill or doing all this different cardio exercise. And that certainly has a place for heart health and, and burning calories and, and those type of things. There's certainly benefit there. Absolutely. But they're not doing the resistance training at all. Here's a way to actually condition your body to burn calories and fat more efficiently even while you're sleeping and that's adding more muscle and you do that by resistance training so that's another one uh, another really simple way is just drinking more water um so many people are so used to you know the diet cokes and the tea and all you know, different things that are sweetened by this and that but just drinking more water actually you know nutrient uh gives nutrients to the organs that are actually responsible for a healthy metabolism so um so those are three like real simple ways yeah, that's amazing. It reminds me, I remember reading um, Tim Ferriss's book, uh, mm. like the whatever four hour body, I think yeah. it was called or, yeah. but you know, he does talk about that. He's just like, even just a little bit of resistance, resistance training before eating a meal can set you up to then be able to digest that meal and process the meal and burn more fat. And, um, yeah. you know, and, um, and I, and that's when I first started looking to that as well. And I saw it directly within myself because I went from being, crazy athlete playing, you know, um, NCAA tennis, um, oh, wow. training like multiple, multiple hours a day, you know, in the gym, everything to then starting our businesses yeah. where for 16 years and having babies and all of yeah. that beautiful stuff, but being behind the computer, you know, coaching clients, all of that. And so I was behind the computer, sedentary, not moving my body, um, eating well, thank goodness, but got to the point where actually it's like, you need movement. You know, I might as well have been smoking 10 packs of cigarettes a day by not moving. <laughs> and so then when I started training, um, because it's something you may not know is that I'm running and biking across Canada next year oh, wow. uh, to work with Indigenous communities and um, communities of people of color so that we can understand what are the barriers to these individuals who live in these food deserts, like where they can't access real food, right? A lot of them cannot access fresh food at all. Wow. And that's all over North America. So what are the barriers and how do we find solutions to this? And, um, but what happened is I had been under eating for so mm. long. I was skipping meals. I was doing all of that. And so for me, my body was hanging on to weight. And the minute I upped my calories and everybody's mm. afraid of more calories, but the minutes so I worked with like this amazing nutritionist, endurance, um, nutritionist, endurance athlete, nutritionist. And he was like, we got to get you eating more. So he did this reverse dieting thing with me, which was actually to stretch my stomach. Like other people are getting their stomach stapled and I'm like <laughs> needing to stretch my stomach. Um, and to be able to, to get my body metabolizing all of these foods. And so I went from eating probably like maybe 900 calories a day, um, cause I'm fully plant-based, but missing meals and to eating up to 3,300 calories a day. And immediately wow. my like weight went and fell wow. off of me. And then I started exercising. So everybody thinks they can exercise their way out of, um, you know, a lot of weight, excess weight and unhealthy lifestyle, but it's really starts with the food first. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, if I may interject something on that a lot, that's one of the big mistakes I see is people, exercising so much and eating so little and thinking yes. and, and like so frustrated why they're not losing weight while 
it's because they're actually training their body to hold on to fat and fear of starvation. It's yes. actually in survival mode. So it's like holding on to the fat. It doesn't want to let go because it's fears, you know, it's going to be without it because it's not getting enough nutrients and it's putting exporting or outputting so much energy and, you know, running on the treadmill or whatever. So yeah, that's exactly right. Is, is oftentimes people are afraid they're going to have to even eat less than what they're currently doing. And a lot of times it's no, it's absolutely eating more and, and more healthier foods and more frequently throughout the day. Let's condition your metabolism to start working for you rather than against you. Exactly. And that point that you brought up earlier, right at the beginning, it's that you, when you're eating real foods, you can up your caloric intake, but it doesn't actually go up by much but what actually is going up is your nutrient intake. So yes. then your body's needs are being fully met and saturated. Yeah. This is what's actually, so it feels like the volume of food is going up tremendously. And it was like, I couldn't handle the three meals a day that, you know, this um, sports nutritionist from the university of Toronto was giving me, like, I was like, this is insane amounts. You want me mm -hmm. to eat this. And then all of a sudden, the minute I was able to, all of a sudden that's when the weight fell up. And it was yep. not because, it's like necessarily so many more. I mean, it is more calories, but it's actually like exponentially more nutrients. And that is the ticket. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you increase those calories with just processed foods, mm -hmm. you would get the exact opposite effect. You would, yeah. would have gained weight rather than lost it because, uh -oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So one of the things we also chatted about as well in the beginning was um, the fact that we are right now sitting in a place in the world where language is really important. So even just using the word obesity, saying lose weight is um very uh, offensive to a lot of people. And I, like I said, in the beginning, we get called out on fat shaming. Um, and I know you don't because people are going to you to lose weight. They're like, that's yeah. their goal. They're like, I want to lose weight. Whereas yeah. for us, it's about chronic disease reversal. So if we mention losing weight, then people are like, you fat shamers. Mm. And so let's talk a little bit about that because this is an important topic from a health perspective that needs to be addressed. And so I'm just curious, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I honestly don't, I can't even remember the last time anyone has accused me of fat shaming because most of the people that come to me are just so desperate to lose weight or they've mm -hmm. tried all these different things and just want, you know, a permanent solution. And so I don't really ever get accused of that. I'm just really trying to open the door, show people the right way to do it. And if they walk through, that's, that's amazing. I'd love to support you every step of the way. And if, and if you're not, if you don't want to do that, or you want to, you know, follow some rigid diet or whatever, that's your decision too. Too. So I, I just try to show people the right way to do it. And if they walk through the door, then, then I'm happy to help. Yeah, no. And I like that, like the way that you're doing it is you could be teaching any other fat loss program, right? That's an unhealthy fat loss program, like everything from like literally the Jenny Craig's to the, um, you know, to, you know, doing keto to doing all of these things that are going to be depriving people of nutrients versus what you're doing is also um, through your program, you're giving people back their health. Yeah. As well. Like I yeah. am almost certain, and we didn't talk about this, but maybe you can chat about some examples of some of your clients that are coming through the door. Cause I'm certain that even if they're coming through the door because they want to lose weight to look better in their eyes, what they're also getting is the health benefits of it. Like they're reversing their diabetes, I'm sure, yeah. and their heart disease is getting better. So can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. I, I would say that the number one reason people want to that come to me. Uh, to lose weight is to improve their health. Mm -hmm. um, 
And, and then I'd say the second reason is just to look and feel better um, because so many people have constant reminders throughout the day when they see themselves in the mirror or try on clothes that no longer fit or see themselves in photos. It's, it's like a real painful reminder. But I would say that the number one reason people come is just to improve their health. They're afraid of the health issues that are around the mm -hmm. corner. Um, but with that, I don't think they realize is how many different areas of their life changes once they do lose weight. Um, I had a client recently, her name is Donna, who is a, a real estate agent. She had just been diagnosed with diabetes and was terrified. In all her life, she was told to limit and avoid carbs or whatever. And once we, you know, I showed her how to eat the right carbs at the right foods at the right times, her A1C went from like 12.1 down to 5.1 and, mm -hmm. and she was off diabetes medication and she was, she was ecstatic like that. But what she didn't realize is like all the areas of her life had imp improved her marriage, her relationship with her kids, her relationship with herself, how she felt you know, about herself, her business because of her energy and self-confidence, like every little aspect. She was so focused on a number and a scale and really afraid of, you know, the health issues that are around the corner, but just didn't see all the different um, ways that it like totally transformed her life in a really big way. And I see that quite often. Yeah. And that's the part that is really important because losing weight is not just about losing weight so that you look good or feel, you know, great in those genes. It's, and by, you know, say, telling other people that it's fat shaming um, to say, to not lose weight and that we should all, and yes, we should all love our bodies, no matter what side size they are, no matter you know, what state, no matter what color, no matter if you have scars or injuries, no matter even if you have chronic health issues, like, you know, the ultimate goal would be to love ourselves no matter what. But the, but by stopping the conversation there, then you're giving permission to say, well, don't lose weight, you know, yeah. um, have all of this excess weight. But then that also lends itself to all of the chronic diseases that comes with that. And um, not being able to exercise in the way that you want to exercise as well. And it's not to say that you can't be obese and be an endurance athlete and you can't be obese and, you know, go and climb the highest mountain. 100% you can. There's no doubt about that. But is it the expense of having constricted arteries, a heart that's now having to work too hard, having your A1C levels be like somebody just told a person just told me about their friend whose A1C levels are at 22 Oh my gosh. I know 22 like that. You could die, you yeah. know, any moment now they're back down to like 5.2, 5.3, which is amazing by switching the diet. But that's the thing is that, um, um, it's really important for anybody who is out there and I get it. We want to live in a socially just world where we're not discriminating against everybody, where we are appreciative of our own individual uniqueness but is that coming at the expense of your health and all the other gifts that come when you have a body that is free of chronic pain, free of excess weight that is limiting you from doing all the things that you want to do and free of um, all the health conditions that come with it as well. Yeah, 100%. So, totally, totally agree. Yeah. So I just wanted to make sure we address that on that show. Um, so um, tell me a little bit about the accountability piece, because I know this is something I struggle with. Like when I first started training uh, two years ago uh, for this tour across Canada, I had to get an accountability partner. Like I needed somebody and I'm somebody who has a lot of willpower, a lot of motivation. Like I have the knowledge, I have the science, but 
you could not get me out the door running every day at like six in the morning without an accountability partner. So how do you support your clients in, in, on that side? Cause you did mention that earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Accountability is really key. So we, um, kind of going back to what I was talking about earlier is we try to give people a proven system, then we try to really tailor it to their specific situation so that it fits their schedule and their budget and their lifestyle, their personal preferences, any challenges they have, and then try to support them, guide them through the program and hold them accountable. So we'll come up with a plan each week to that strikes a balance between foods that you really enjoy, but in a way that follows the plan. And then once we have this plan in place, now I'm going to hold you accountable to that. And we try to really identify any obstacles that might stray from the plan, because as long as you follow it closely, you're going to get great results. So my job is to really say, okay, what obstacles might be in your way this upcoming week that might stray from the plan, such as a really busy work day or a birthday party that might have a lot of cake and ice cream or other processed foods. So as we come up with this plan, and I know that Friday night is my client's anniversary out with their husband, and they want to go out for you know a nice dinner or whatever, like, all right, let a lot of times people, when they go out to dinner, they think they have two choices, either sit in silence and have a salad and water when everyone else has a great time or give in to temptation and, you know, eat all the, you know, the, the processed fried foods and then feel really bad about themselves and angry. But there's a third choice and it's really following the proven system in a way that you really enjoy. So we try to come up with that system for them and then hold them accountable. So um, if I know that they're going out to dinner on a Friday night, I might text them, um, that afternoon saying, okay, let's make sure you don't go into that meal too hungry because when you mm. go into hungry, you're going to either make the wrong decisions or overeat. So just a quick text message saying, all right, have a small snack before you go out and let's, you know, stick to the plan. Cause we've looked to the menu together and we've come up with a plan that strikes that balance between something that's really delicious and enjoyable, but follows, you know, the right type of carbs combined with a protein, healthy fat. And, and so that's just an example of how I might hold them accountable to the system that we've come up to that follows the system and sets them up for success because it's perfect for their busy schedule, their preferences, any food challenges they might have, and those type of things. So a lot of times the accountability is just quick text messages um, or scheduling phone calls right before an event or something like that to, to just hold them accountable. And then after we're either celebrating wins or learning from mistakes or celebrating that we're learning from mistakes and then yeah. just getting right back on track rather than starting over on Monday because we made a mistake or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, accountability is a real a key piece of it. Yeah, no, I like that too about that. A lot of people that are like, I fell off the bandwagon and I made a mistake and I cheated. And I'm like, let's just get rid of all of that language. And I'm like, the beautiful thing about this is that that one meal is not going to scrap the whole program, which a lot of my clients are like, did I ruin everything? And I'm like, <laughs> no, you didn't. But yeah. exactly like you said, like learn from what happened. Why did you do it? How did that happen? And then you, you have another meal coming up in four hours. Like let's yeah. just make a different choice. And so, and let's celebrate that. Like all yeah. of that is um, worth celebrating the learning, um, everything. The one question I have for you is that, I, and I get this a lot is, you know, when it comes to, um, when it comes to my clients, we have a short runway. I call it a short runway because they, their prognosis is poor. They're like, you have three months to live. Okay. So we have three months to literally rebuild a whole entire system. That is not a system, a body that creates chronic disease anymore, but a body that is free of chronic disease. Um, and so, or they have a surgery coming up that they want to avoid. So our runway is short. So for my clients, 
there's no moderation. There's no cheat days. There's, there's none of that. We're like, no, we're going to stick to the program because like every hour, every day, we are making sure we're neutrifying the body and detoxifying the body. This is how we get the results where their chronic diseases melt away quickly. So for yourself, I'm really curious if your clients are like, but moderation, like everything in moderation. And what do you have to say about that? Yeah. I, I mean, I think there is something, you know, my, my clients aren't typically, you know, in, in the scenario that yours are. Um, so I think there is something to be said for, for my particular clients to have things that they enjoy in moderation, if that helps them strike a balance long-term. Um, for example, if they wanted to, you know, if they, it was their 50th birthday or whatever, and, and there was, was cake there, um, instead of depriving yourself of not having cake at all, um, one, you know, one or two bites is far better than uh, either not having any cake and then giving in to temptation and going off the rails later. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's far better than having one or two pieces of cake and just saying, screw it. And then, you know, going off the rails the whole weekend and starting over on Monday. Now, a lot of times I think the brain just doesn't want to be deprived of something they really want. So even just having a, a bite of something tells them that I am able to enjoy something with my friends and family and not feel deprived about it. And a lot of times I I get this feedback from clients all the time is like, once I just had that one bite is like, I didn't really want any more of it because it was so, it, you know, like the frosting was so processed and so sweet. Like I don't even really enjoy it anymore. Um, And I think a lot of it, they realized that, you know, they might've just ate it for emotional reasons or because they were supposed to, because it was a, it was a, a special occasion. So I think a lot of times the moderation thing actually reminds people they're not really missing out on that much because those type of foods aren't really nutrient, you know, giving their body the nutrients that they need to actually feel good. Yeah, no, I like that for sure because of the fact that, um, and we say the same to our clients, like once they're off their meds, a surgery is canceled, their prognosis is amazing. They're basically have no more prognosis anymore. Um, and, and that's the same thing as well. It's like, you know what, you're going to go and celebrate and, you know, just think about it and, and do it in a way that feels mindful for you. And then of course, like you have the next day to like, just make different food choices, better food choices. Yeah. Um, so I do like that. And I, the part that you, I love that you brought up with the fact is that once they do have that bite, like once you have a palate for real food and mm-hmm. how it energizes you and it makes you feel, and you feel so strong and you feel so <laughs> lightheaded and like light, uh, like not brain fog, um, yeah. you know, you don't have the brain fog. And then you go and taste that. Like it, another client just said the same thing to me. She's like, there's this organic cracker line that everybody talks about and raves about. And And so she just happened to be at a party where they had it. So she's like, it's an organic cracker. Like how bad can it be? And tasted it. And she right away, she was like, there is something in here that is not right. And (laughs) sure enough, what was it? It was palm oil. And she was like, it was like coating her tongue. And and of course, being somebody who cares about the environment cares about orangutans and cares about sustainability. She was like, why would you put palm oil in this beautiful organic? But before she would never have ever noticed. Yeah right? She would have eaten it with all this refined sodium and refined sugar and refined oils. But now she's like, wait a minute. And that's a beautiful thing that this teaches you as well. It's like, yeah, go and have that bite and see how you actually really like it after (laughs) you've built up that, that muscle, so to speak for being discerning when it comes to your food. Yeah. Um, tell me what are your thoughts on keto? 
um, I'm, I'm not a fan. Uh, I'm not a fan at all. I, I think that um, they do a, a real disservice in, um, you know, misleading people into thinking that carbs are bad. That's the first thing. And then that all fats are okay. And there's a big difference between healthy fats and the wrong type of fats that are actually responsible for heart disease and other things like that. So I think those are the, the two biggest things that, um, that really bother me is, is, you know, the all carbs are bad rather than focusing on good carbs, which you absolutely need at every single snack and meal. And then also, um, you know, having people eat bacon and sausage and cheese and all these different things um, it is not really serving their need for the right type of healthy fat that their body needs. Mm-hmm. And you had said something earlier about um, when you said there's the fist, there's a finger. Uh, no, what did you say? Fist? Uh, fist, palm, thumb. So fist is the size of carbs, palm is the size of your protein, and right. fat is the size of your thumb. Right. So, and that's the interesting part too, um, which I just want to point out. I know the Center for Nutrition Studies with Dr. T. Colin Campbell and um, and that's at Cornell University. They have an incredible plant-based nutrition program. And on their chart, um, they created their chart where it says, you know, tons of leafy green vegetables and fruits. And then underneath is grains. And then underneath is like nuts and seeds. And then underneath that are avocados. And right now we live in a world where, you know, a lot of people who are eating healthy, um, and I put that in quotation marks for the people that are only got the audio version, but we all have a different definition of health. But right now we're, again, I would say in an epidemic of people who are just like on the nuts and seeds and avocado craze, like just tons of fats because they're getting their protein, they're getting their fats. Um, And I just wanted you, and I thought that was interesting when you're like a few slices of avocado and that's exactly what the Cornell University, like through all of their research has said too, it's like, no, it's like, sorry, friends, your fats don't get to be this ginormous, you know, um, they're, they're the size of your thumb, yep. essentially. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. And can you explain that a little bit more for people? Because we, again, everybody's marketing fish oils, everybody's marketing like high oil consumption, you need it for your brain. Just talk a little bit more about the science behind that. Yeah, and in a simplified way, like healthy fats are really important for transporting healthy nutrients, vitamins and minerals to to your body. That's really important. It also helps mitigate the effect that blood sugars have on your system. It can help slow down the digestion of carbs, for example. So healthy fats are really, really important. But the problem is, is they're very, very dense in calories. So even just, you know, for every gram of fat, there's nine calories where in protein and carbs, there's four calories. So the same volume of food has more than twice the amount of calories. So healthy fat is very, very important to have at each snack and meal for the benefits that I just mentioned. But too much can be a real problem. Um, because, you know, if you're following keto, for example, now you're getting a large amount, uh, the same volume of food, a, a lot more calories because the proportion of, of fat is so much higher. So that's why I, I recommend that people keep, they have fats at every single snack and meal, but keep it at about the size of the thumb because it's so dense in calories. Yeah. And what we're seeing too, and what the research is showing, um, I was just at a, a medical conference a couple of years ago, and they were showing that people who did keto um, within one year, uh, and this is 
you know, people will say, well, if they did plant-based keto, it would be different. But I'm like, no, actually, it's the study was done plant-based keto, animal-based keto. Um, and what they found is that they took people who had essentially no arterial blockage or minimal arterial blockage. And within one year of being on keto, they had 98% arterial block. They had to call the study um, and quit the study because these people were going to die, basically, like heart wow. attack um, disease. And it, and it just really showed that the body doesn't, the liver's processing the fat. It's always like saying, do we convert it into energy, sugar, or store it as fat for use later on? And so um, I think it's important for people to understand this because yes, you can be skinny on the outside from doing keto, but then the fat still gets stored internally and it yeah. gets wrapped around your organs and it, that's your body's way of protecting you. So you end up being really what's called fat skinny, having fat skinny syndrome and you have fatty liver disease, fatty organ disease. And, and this is really detrimental to your health. So people like, it's so important that they understand this. And I'm so glad that you're sharing this with people. Mm. Um, and so for your clients as well, I want to talk about, you know, we know the studies that show that 97% or 95% of people mm -hmm. who do diets, they tend in the first one to three years will gain all of their weight back and more. And um, with your program, you already identified it's a lifestyle program. We want you doing this for the rest of your life. But um, um, are you finding that your clients are sticking to it, falling off the wagon, coming back, what are um, shares like some of those success stories with your client about your yeah. clients. Yeah, really. I mean, I, I don't really consider it a success until I hear from a year or two later that they've kept it all off because anyone can lose, you know, 20, 30, 40 pounds. The key is keeping it off and still enjoying your lifestyle and, and, um, you being vibrant and active and, and just enjoying your new and improved lifestyle. So, um, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's the big thing for me is I love hearing, um, and I always do uh, follow up interviews from my success stories after they go 12 weeks in the program, they lost, you know, 40 pounds, for example, I love doing follow up interviews like two or three or four years later, mm -hmm. where they're like, yeah, it is no problem to keep this weight off because I'm enjoying each and every meal and I'm getting active, living my best life. Um, uh, at my ideal weight, because it's not a restrictive diet. And it's not something that, um, you know, I, I'm totally depriving myself of, of good foods and having to do all these time consuming, tedious things like count carbs, calories and points and all those things. So uh, yeah, that's a That's a really, really big thing for me that people are actually learning how to live this way, you know, for the rest of their life. And it's not only, you know, affecting their life, but all their loved ones that they really care about too. It's, it's really inspiring and influencing other people the right way to eat. And probably the number one thing that I hear from people after they start learning the program a couple of weeks into it, they're like, this cannot be this, this simple. Yeah. And like, <laughs> it is, we're just taking science and strategy, making it super simple and tailoring it to you. And then I'm going to be your teammate and hold you accountable to it and support you and guide you every step of the way. And, and that's why I think, you know, my clients have such a high success rate because we're keeping it very, very simple. It's all based on strategy. And, um, you know, I'm just showing up from just as committed as they are. And then we just get it done. Yeah. I love that, Chad. You just want another point in my heart also <laughs> from the fact that there are so many people out there that will get these quick results, you know, so, you know, the quick results, and then they'll be like, yes, this is what we do. And it's, but then it's not until you follow up with somebody, you know, three, four years later, five years later, and especially within, you know, my work, it's that that person has to be chronic disease free, 
years and years and years down the road. It's not just a matter of doing it for six weeks and then having the disease flare up again. It's like, no, no, no. Like your psoriasis will not come back. You are having a baby. Like it's not just a one hit wonder. So I love that um, you follow up with them years down the road. Um, And um, and I mean, you wouldn't be here 28 years later if you weren't getting the results that you're doing that are lasting um, versus this being a diet. So I think that's probably one of the most important pieces about the show for me anyway, that I hope that our audience takes away is that this is not a diet. This is not a diet. This is a way of living. And this is something that we are all um, able to do. Yeah. And, and it is simple. It doesn't have to be complex. It really doesn't. It doesn't. Um, yeah. Difficult is having to go upstairs and huffing and puffing or, you know, feeling terrible when, yeah. you know, even just walking in a restaurant and feeling like people are looking at you or, you know, all the different things that come with being overweight. So, I mean, losing the weight, living the healthier lifestyle is actually simple relative to that. It's really just people need the right guidance and support and accountability to, to really stick with it. Yeah. And, and I'm assuming they need some kitchen skills. Yeah. Yeah. But you, that? yeah, yeah. It, but we keep it really, really simple. So, I mean, even P, I have a lot of clients that come in that like absolutely do not want to cook and, and, um, you know, they're used to buying all the meal delivery services or going out, you know, ordering, um, you know, takeout or all these different things, but we try to, to, to really like, find out what their favorite meals and snacks are, and then make it just super, super simple, and then set them up for success by planning it in advance so that it's ready and quick and easy right out of the fridge, rather than having to, to cook this big meal each and every meal, you know, three or four times a day. Mm-hmm. So, um, so a big part of it is just setting people up for success, making it really simple and convenient for people. Love that. I love that. We're going to wrap this up, but the other one really big piece that I was saving for the end, which I think is the most important, I know we have so many important things that you've covered, which I love all of them, is the fact that you said this is not a lifestyle of deprivation, limitation, um, denying yourself. This is a lifestyle of abundance. And we live in a world where we have 350,000 plant-based species that we could access if we really wanted to. Um, And it's about just learning what those are and eating them in abundance. Like that's the beautiful, beautiful part about what you do that if anybody out there is listening to this and you are looking to just live a life of abundance, then Chad, do your program called Committed 100, correct? Yeah, uh, committed100.com is where I am. Okay, that's awesome. And people can find you there, email you there. Yeah, yeah. And I actually even set up a, a page if I'm able to uh, mention this. It's just mm-hmm. committed100.com forward slash podcast, um, where, um, you know, people can get in touch with me, and we can just schedule a call and see if we're a good fit for working together. I also have a, a recipe book that, that are real simple, quick and easy um, recipes that people can get for free there that uh, might serve as a good resource but again i'd like to emphasize that it's not the information that 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 people really need um if that was the case you know we wouldn't be getting more and more overweight since the advent of the internet and google and all the the information age it's really the support and the guidance and the, the accountability um but yeah at the at that website forward slash podcast is where they can get a a um, free recipe book and then schedule a call if they'd like to talk further and see if we're a good fit. Yeah, I love that. And I'm certain that everybody who's listening to this right now, I mean, who who 
yeah, there's nobody better to have on your side than somebody who is a so beautifully humble like you are. So I just want to thank you for just that. Somebody who's obviously very wise and intelligent, very connected to the earth and the planet, um, and somebody who just gets it that information overload will not get you the results that you want, but it's the accountability. And yeah, definitely would love to have you on my side. Um, and I know everybody else out there will as well. So head over to Chad's website, committed100.com. Uh, yep. The links will be in the show notes below. And thank you, Chad, for having or for being on our show. Yeah, absolutely. It was really fun being here. I appreciate the opportunity. Hey, there you have it, everybody. And as promised, wasn't Chad awesome? His information, legit. And all you need to do is head over to his website, learn as much as you can from him, start to implement. So this is the big thing. We have so much information out there that everybody is just reading and taking it in and watching the TikTok videos and they're getting little snippets of information. But I promise you, if you listen to this podcast, maybe even listen to it again, head over to Chad's website and actually start to implement what he is saying in two weeks from now and then four weeks from now and then six weeks from now, your life your body, your mind, your being, your spirit will have already started to transform and you will feel different. You will be different. People will be noticing it. They're going to say you're glowing. They're going to say how much energy you have. You're going to feel incredible. So the only difference though, okay, between someone who just takes in the information versus someone who actually puts it into action is courage. That's all that is needed right now is for you to just put everything you've learned into action. And if you do, please write to us and let us know the results. We always love to hear the amazing healing stories, people who've had chronic illnesses, people who have healed themselves in any way, shape or form. Let us know. And we would love to have you on our podcast as a healing hero story. So Head into the archives here in the Eat Real to Heal show. You can listen to all the other stories from other healing heroes who have had cancer and diabetes and autoimmune disorders and mental health conditions who have reversed their conditions simply by returning to food as medicine, detoxifying their body, healing their body, changing their lifestyles. If they can do it, you can do it too. And so no better time than to plant a tree than 20 years ago, my friends. So do not let another day go by before you start putting all this into action. And last thing that I want to share with you is head over to groundedinmyroots.com. The link is below and check out the trailer to our documentary, get on the wait list to watch our short doc, which is at the Maui Film Festival. It was incredible. It's sitting with other film festivals right now, so we won't be able to release it to the public, but you can get on the wait list for a private screening with us at an upcoming date and time. You can also head over and look at the trailer to Food of Our Ancestors, another awesome documentary that is gonna be coming out next year actually 2024, um, after we do our bike and run tour across Canada. So stay tuned for more information on 22 million strong 
and you can head over to Facebook and get full access to our meal plans and our my training program that I've been using over the last two years to get me ready for this bike and run tour across Canada. So thanks everyone for listening to our show. If you know of an incredible physician or someone who has healed themselves, please write to us at info at richerhealth.ca as we would love to invite them onto our show to be a guest. Okay, bye everyone. Enjoy your day, enjoy this week and stay tuned for the next episode.